Shalom and welcome back to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast where we read you the entire Bible um, based on the weekly Torah portions. I'm Johanna, your reader today. Today I will be reading the special Yom Kippur readings. Yom Kippur this year will fall on the 5th of October, the 10th of Tishrei, which is this Wednesday. Today in history, or rather Yom Kippur in history, new stone tablets were given, according to tradition from Exodus 34, 28, and 29. When Moshe came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. Also, Messiah discussed the driving out of demons, blasphemy, and the sign of Yonah. That is the possible date for that discussion from Matthew twelve twenty-two and following. Therefore I say to you, any sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven people, but blasphemy against the Spirit shall not be forgiven. We're going to go ahead with our first reading from Leviticus 16 after we say the blessing and thank God for his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Now the Lord spoke to Moshe after the death of the two sons of Aaron, when they came near before the Lord and died. And the Lord said to Moshe, Tell Aaron your brother not to come at just any time into the most holy place inside the parochet, before the mercy seat, which is on the ark, lest he die. For I will appear in the cloud on the mercy seat. Aaron shall come into the sanctuary, with a young bull for a sin offering, and a ram for a burnt offering. He shall put on the holy linen tunic. He shall have the linen trousers on his body, and shall put on the linen sash, and he shall be clothed with a linen turban. They are the holy garments. He shall bathe his body in water, and put them on. He shall take from the congregation of the sons of Israel two male goats for a sin offering, and one ram for a burnt offering. Aharon shall offer the bull of the sin offering, which is for himself, and make atonement for himself and for his house. He shall take the two goats and set them before the Lord at the door of the tent of meeting. Aharon shall cast lots for the two goats, one lot for the Lord and the other lot for the scapegoat. Aaron shall present the goat on which the lot fell for the Lord and offer him for a sin offering. But the goat on which fell the lot for the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement for him, to send him away as the scapegoat into the wilderness. Aaron shall present the bull of the sin offering, which is for himself, and shall make atonement for himself and for his house, and shall kill the bull of the sin offering, which is for himself. He shall take a censer full of coals of fire from off the altar before the Lord, 
and two handfuls of sweet incense, beaten small, and bring it within the parochet. He shall put the incense on the fire before the Lord, that the cloud of the incense may cover the mercy seat that is on the covenant, so that he will not die. He shall take some of the blood of the bull and sprinkle it with his finger on the mercy seat on the east, and before the mercy seat he shall sprinkle some of the blood with his finger seven times. Then he shall kill the goat of the sin offering that is for the people, and bring his blood inside the parochet, and do with his blood as he did with the blood of the bull, and sprinkle it on the mercy seat and before the mercy seat. He shall make atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the sons of Israel and because of their transgressions, even all their sins. And so he shall do for the tent of meeting that dwells with them in the middle of their uncleanness. No one shall be in the tent of meeting when he enters to make atonement in the holy place until he comes out and has made atonement for himself and for his household and for all the assembly of Israel. He shall go out to the altar that is before the Lord, and make atonement for it, and shall take some of the blood of the bull, and some of the blood of the goat, and put it around on the horns of the altar. He shall sprinkle some of the blood on it with his finger seven times, and cleanse it, and make it holy from the uncleanness of the sons of Israel. When he has finished atoning for the holy place, the tent of meeting, and the altar, he shall present the live goat. Aharon shall lay both his hands on the head of the live goat, and confess over him all the iniquities of the sons of Israel, and all their transgressions, even all their sins. And he shall put them on the head of the goat, and shall send him away into the wilderness by the hand of the man who is ready. The goat shall carry all their iniquities on himself to a solitary land, and he shall release the goat in the wilderness. Aaron shall come into the tent of meeting, and shall take off the linen garments which he put on when he went into the holy place, and shall leave them there. And he shall bathe himself in water in a holy place, put on his garments, and come out and offer his burnt offering, and the burnt offering of the people, and make atonement for himself and for the people. And the fat of the sin offering he shall burn on the altar. And he who lets the goat go as the scapegoat shall wash his clothes and bathe his, bathe his flesh in water, and afterward he shall come into the camp. The bull for the sin offering and the goat for the sin offering, whose blood was brought in to make atonement in the holy place, shall be carried outside the camp. And they shall burn their skins, their flesh, and their dung with fire. He who burns them shall wash all his clothes and bathe his flesh in water, and afterward he shall come into the camp. It shall be a statute to you forever. In the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you shall afflict your souls and shall do no kind of work, whether native-born or a stranger who lives as a foreigner among you. 
for on this day shall atonement be made for you to cleanse you. You shall be clean from all your sins before the Lord. It is a Shabbat of solemn rest for you, and you shall afflict your souls. It is a statute forever. The Kohen, who is anointed and who is consecrated to be Kohen in his father's place, shall make the atonement and shall put on the linen garments, even the holy garments. Then he shall make atonement for the holy sanctuary, and he shall make atonement for the tent of meeting and for the altar, and he shall make atonement for the Kohanim and for all the people of the assembly. This shall be an everlasting statute for you, to make atonement for the sons of Israel once in the year because of all their sins. It was done as the Lord commanded Moshe. That was Leviticus 16. Our next portion is Numbers 29, 7-11. On the tenth day of the seventh month, you shall have a holy convocation. You shall afflict your souls. You shall do no kind of work, but you shall offer a burnt offering to the Lord for a pleasant aroma, one young bull, one ram, seven male lambs a year old, all without blemish, and their grain offering, fine flour mixed with oil, three-tenths for the bull, two-tenths for the one ram, one-tenth for every lamb of the seven lambs, one male goat for a sin offering, in addition to the sin offering of atonement, and the continual burnt offering, and its grain offering, and their drink offerings. That was Numbers 29, 7-11. And now Isaiah fifty-seven fourteen through 58, 14. And he will say, Build up, build up, prepare the way, remove the stumbling block out of the way of my people, for the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, says, I dwell in the high and holy place, with him also who is of a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble, and to revive the heart of the contrite. For I will not contend forever, neither will I always be angry, for the spirit would faint before me and the souls of whom I have made. I was angry because of the iniquity of his covetousness, and struck him. I hid myself and was angry, and he went on backsliding in the way of his heart. I have seen his ways, and will heal him. I will lead him also, and restore comforts to him and to his mourners. I create the fruit of the lips. Shalom, shalom to him who is far off and to him who is near, says the Lord, and I will heal them. But the wicked are like the troubled sea, for it cannot rest, and its waters cast up mire and mud. There is no shalom, says my God, for the wicked." Cry aloud, do not spare, lift up your voice like a shofar, declare to my people their transgression, and to the house of Yaakov their sins. Yet they seek me daily, 
and delight to know my ways, as a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God. Why have we fasted, they say, and you do not see? Why have we afflicted our soul and you do not notice? Behold, in the day of your fast you find pleasure and oppress all your laborers. Behold, you fast for strife and contention and to strike with the fist of wickedness. You do not fast today so as to make your voice to be heard on high. Is this the fast that I have chosen? A day for a man to humble his soul. Is it to bow down his head like a reed and to spread sackcloth and ashes under himself? Will you call this a fast and an acceptable day to the Lord? Is this not the fast that I have chosen? To release the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is it not to distribute your bread to the hungry, that you bring the poor who are cast out to your house? When you see the naked, that you cover him, and that you not hide yourself from your own flesh, then your light will break out as the morning, and your healing will appear quickly. Then your righteousness shall go before you, and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call, and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help, and he will say, Here I am. If you take away from among you the yoke, finger-pointing, and speaking wickedly, and if you pour out your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light will rise in darkness, and your obscurity will be as the noonday, and the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in dry places and make your bones strong, and you shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Those who shall be of you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations, and you shall be called repairer of the breach, restorer of paths with dwellings. If you turn away your foot from Shabbat, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call Shabbat a delight, and the holy of the Lord honorable, and shall honor it, not doing your own ways, not finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words. Then you shall delight yourself in the Lord, and I will make you to ride on the high places of the earth, and I will feed you with the heritage of Yaakov your father. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken." That was Isaiah fifty-seven fourteen through fifty-eight fourteen, and uh, this is added to the synagogue readings, a passage from Yaakov, Jacob, or James, four, one through twelve. Where do wars and disputes among you come from? Do they not come from your pleasures that war in your members? You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and make war. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, 
so that you may spend it on your pleasures. You adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the Ruach who lives in us yearns jealously, but he gives more grace. Therefore it says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament, mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will exalt you. Do not speak evil against each other, brothers. He who speaks against a brother and judges his brother speaks against the Torah and judges the Torah. But if you judge the Torah, you're not a doer of the Torah, but a judge. Only one is the lawgiver, who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge another? That was Yaakov, chapter 4, verses 1 through 12. And now we'll be doing the synagogue afternoon readings, starting with Leviticus 18. Then the Lord said to Moshe, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel, and say to them, I am the Lord your God. You shall not do as they do in the land of Egypt where you lived. You shall not do as they do in the land of Canaan where I am bringing you. You shall not follow their statutes. You shall do my ordinances. You shall keep my statutes and walk in them. I am the Lord your God. You shall therefore keep my statutes and my ordinances, which, if a man does, he shall live in them. I am the Lord. None of you shall approach any close relatives to uncover their nakedness. I am the Lord. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father, nor the nakedness of your mother. She is your mother. You shall not uncover her nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's wife. It is your father's nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your sister, the daughter of your father or the daughter of your mother, whether born at home or born abroad. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your son's daughter or of your daughter's daughter, even their nakedness, for theirs is your own nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's wife's daughter, conceived by your father, since she is your sister. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's sister. She is your father's near kinswoman. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your mother's sister, for she is your mother's near kinswoman. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's brother. You shall not approach his wife. She is your aunt. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your daughter-in-law. She is your son's wife. You shall not uncover her nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your brother's wife. 
it is your brother's nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of a woman and her daughter. You shall not take her son's daughter or her daughter's daughter to uncover her nakedness. They are near kinswomen. It is wickedness. You shall not take a wife in addition to her sister to be a rival, to uncover her nakedness while her sister is still alive. You shall not approach a woman to uncover her nakedness as long as she is impure by her nida. You shall not lie carnally with your neighbor's wife and defile yourself with her. You shall not give any of your children as a sacrifice to Molech. You shall not profane the name of your God, I am the Lord. You shall not lie with a man as with a woman, it is an abomination. You shall not lie with any animal to defile yourself with it. No woman may give herself to an animal to lie down with it. It is a perversion. Do not defile yourselves in any of these things. For in all these, the nations which I am casting out before you were defiled. For the land was defiled. Therefore I punished its iniquity, and the land vomited out her inhabitants. You shall therefore keep my statutes and my ordinances, and shall not do any of these abominations. Neither the native-born, nor the stranger who lives as a foreigner among you. For the men of the land that were before you had done all these abominations, and the land became defiled, that the land not vomit you out also when you defile it, as it vomited out the nation that was before you. For whoever shall do any of these abominations, even the souls that do them shall be cut off from among their people. Therefore you shall keep my requirements that you do not practice any of these abominable customs which you were pra- which were practiced before you and that you do not defile yourselves with them. I am the Lord your God. And now we're going to read the whole book of the scroll of Jonah. Jonah. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Yafo and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid its fare and went down into it, to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea, and there was a mighty storm on the sea, so that the ship was likely to break up. Then the mariners were afraid, and every man cried to his God. They threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah had gone down into the innermost parts of the ship, and he was lying down and was fast asleep. So the captain came to him and said to him, What do you mean, sleeper? Arise, call on your God. Maybe your God will notice us so that we will not perish. They all said to each other, Come, let us cast lots that we may know who is responsible for this evil that is on us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Yonah. Then they asked him, 
tell us, please, for whose cause this evil is on us? What is your occupation? Where do you come from? What is your country? Of what people are you? And he said to them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who has made the sea and the dry land. Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, What have you done? For the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord, because he had told them. Then they said to him, What shall we do to you that the sea may be calm to us? For the sea had grown more and more stormy. He said to them, Take me up and throw me into the sea. Then the sea will be calm for you, for I know that because of me this great storm is on you. Nevertheless, the men rowed hard to get them back to the land, but they could not, for the sea grew more and more stormy against them. Therefore they cried to the Lord and said, We beg you, Lord, we beg you, do not let us die for this man's life, and do not lay on us innocent blood, for you, Lord, have done as it pleased you. So they took up Jonah and threw him into the sea, and the sea seized its raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. Now the Lord prepared a great fish to swallow up Yonah, and Yonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Then Yonah prayed to the Lord his God, out of the fish's belly. He said, I called because of my affliction to the Lord, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, You heard my voice, for you threw me into the depths, into the heart of the seas. The flood was all around me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. I said, I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The waters surrounded me, even to the soul. The deep was around me. The weeds were wrapped around my head. I went down to the bottoms of the mountains. The earth barred me in forever. Yet have you brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. My prayer came to you, into your holy temple. Those who regard lying vanities forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that which I have vowed. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Then the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited out Yonah on the dry land. The word of the Lord came to Yonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and proclaim to it the message that I give you. So Yonah arose and went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, three days' journey across. Yonah began to enter into the city a day's journey, and he cried out and said, In forty days Nineveh will be overthrown. The people of Nineveh believed God, and they proclaimed a fast, and put on sackcloth from their greatest even to their least. The news reached the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne and took off his royal robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. And he made a proclamation and published through Nineveh 
by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor animal, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water, but let them be covered with sackcloth, both man and animal, and let them cry mightily to God. Yes, let them turn every one from his evil way and from the violence that is in his hands. Who knows whether God will not turn and relent and turn away from his fierce anger so that we might not perish. Then God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way. Then God relented of the disaster which he said he would do to them, and he did not do it. But it de- displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry. He prayed to the Lord and said, Please, Lord, was not this what I said when I was still in my own country? Therefore I hurried to flee to Tarshish, for I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger, and abundant in loving kindness, and you relent of doing harm. Therefore now, Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. The Lord said, Is it right for you to be angry? Then Jonah went out of the city and sat on the east side of the city. And there he made himself a sukkah and sat under it in the shade, until he might see what would become of the city. Then the Lord God prepared a vine and made it to come up over Jonah, that it might be a shade over his head, to deliver him from his discomfort. So Jonah was exceedingly glad because of the vine. But God prepared a worm at dawn the next day, and it chewed on the vine so that it withered. When the sun arose, God prepared a sultry east wind, and the sun beat on Jonah's head, so that he fainted and requested for himself that he might die, and said, It is better for me to die than to live. Then God said to Jonah, Is it right for you to be angry about the vine? And he said, I am right to be angry, even to death. Then the Lord said, You have been concerned for the vine, for which you have not labored, neither made it grow, which came up in a night and perished in a night. Should I not be concerned for Nineveh, that great city, in which are more than 120,000 persons who cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand, and also much livestock? That was the book of Jonah, chapters 1 through 4. And now we will read Micah seven eighteen through 20. Who is a God like you, who pardons iniquity and passes over the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He does not retain his anger forever, because he delights in loving kindness. He will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot, and you will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. You will give truth to Yaakov and mercy to Avraham, as you have sworn to our fathers from the days of old. That was Micah seven eighteen through 20. Our final portion will be added to the synagogue readings from Second Peter's th- Peter three nine through fourteen.
The Lord is not slow concerning his promise, as some count slowness, but he is patient with us, not wishing that anyone should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will be dissolved with fervent heat, and the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be destroyed like this, what kind of people ought you to be in holy living and godliness, looking for and earnestly desiring the coming of the day of God, which will cause the burning heavens to be dissolved, and the elements will melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, We, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, seeing that you look for these things, be diligent to be found by him in shalom, without spot and blameless. That was Second Peter 3, verses 9 through 14, and it concludes... The readings for Yom Kippur. I pray that you have a blessed and special day. May you be closer to your Heavenly Father than ever before. I'm Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom from Israel. Until next time.